Hi everyone, my name is Vincenzo Di Maria and you're listening to God Talks, double G, U, double T. Hi everyone and welcome to this new episode of God Talks, double G, U, double T. This is the continuation of what we've already posted. So just to put things into perspective, each part that is released is focusing on a specific question or topic. So you can listen to them individually, but of course it's always better to listen to the full thing to get the full picture. But anyway, let's get going with Vincenzo Di Maria. I want to touch on something interesting because you're saying we talk about service design and it's kind of a conversation I had with Adam Lawrence also because in the book he's co-authored also with uh, other people. It's called Service Design Thinking, you know, Service Design Doing. So what's your view on, you know, you spoke about the, the design thinking bubble in a certain way, right? What's your view on, you know, using design thinking, service design, and their applications? Because we have people who believe that design thinking is something, service design is something else. Some say it's the same thing. And, you know, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this one. Mm-hmm. It's just a... And, and I don't like to, you know, as a designer myself also, and I'm not into silos, you know, in, in, in that sense. We need to be kind of open and, and use different things. But from a marketing perspective, things can be different also so what's your view on that what do you use like <laughs> i'm gonna share my standing is i mean my got my perspective my company is called common ground because i like yeah bridging elements and bridging disciplines and uh, i like this idea of mixing and so i like the fusion of uh, terminologies i don't like confusion so mm-hmm. that's what i'm fighting for if you say design thinking and service design are the same thing i would say no design thinking and service design Should we explain to people there are two different I say probably not. Let, let them call whatever they want. So I agree yeah. and let them people call. Sometimes they call it open innovation. Sometimes they call it we're trying to do customer experience, but they, they're mm-hmm. working on usability of digital devices. So for me, it's user experience rather than customer experience. So there is a confusion yeah. around terminology. Yeah. And I had a lot of clients and colleagues and students asking me to do this game of nesting dolls, what's staying under. So I, I, did, I did this work for Bosch. German company and um, for example everything comes under the UX sort of department even design thinking and service design they are nested in, underneath and that's fine because for them UX design it's core and that's what they do and what Don Norman will say the UX design is about everything so I will also agree with people say hey but you, there is no difference between UX design and service design if we look at the etymologies of the names and the services I would say yes you're right If we see how industries understand UX design to be digital space and designing interfaces, chatbots, uh, softwares and stuff, and then you see service design as something more cross-channel, more physical and digital, more backstage. So at that point, I would say, no, there's clear difference between service design and UX design. They are complementary, but they're not the same thing. In the same way, design thinking and service design, I think design thinking has got a great merit to rebrand something that we knew as design, but to get the conversation to a higher level to get designers sitting at the decision-making table with all the other important stakeholders. And uh, it, it opens up and it makes designers popular in that way. So that it, so design thinking, a part of being used on more the explorative, innovative product phase sort of aspect on how can you burst innovation, how can you radically change? So I think when, if you talk about design thinking, for example, it, it's aiming at a bigger change. 
Well, service design, it's about tweaking small changes and optimizing services. It could also be seen that way. But design thinking got a greater responsibility to designers. So now designers need to be responsible not just to improve how this mouse works and uh, how, how the keyboards, you know, it's, it's not just about the shape of the button, but it's uh, the quality of the hospital stay for example, the tackling mental illness or, you know, juggling with different disciplines. I would say the uh, design thinking has made designers put in a different position. And at that point, we gained this visibility and therefore responsibility. Service design, you can also see is the design thinking applied to the design of services. Okay, so it's the design thinking process, as we know, but you're not designing programs or marketing campaign. I mean, design thinking is versatile. You can design many things with it. You can design, you can use design thinking to renovate products, to change company strategies, to rethink the employee engagement, to, to do whatever. But service design is the design of services. You can design new services or you can improve existing services. It's all around. Then you can, we can discuss about what is a service. Is a hospital a service? Is a airport a service or is a ecosystem of services um, because of course the lemonade stand or the barber shop it's a smaller service while the other way clean the city and other way handle rubbish and and and, and differentiate you know recycling that, that becomes quite of a bigger service just the spectrum of complexity however service design is is closer to adjusting improving services managing stakeholders front stage backstage some design thinkers are great at what they do but if you tell them hey have you ever done a service blueprint they don't even know what it is this is not all of design thinkers you know and the other thing that i really believe that anybody can be a design thinker in a way that you can think in a more collaborative, human-centered, visual, collaborative, you know, you can iterate your process. So you, you can make this, but can you be a design doer? Can you actually make things? Can you design a logo that works and get recognized across touch points? Can you really think of the number of interfaces and how these things interconnect to each other when you design a mobile app? We can all be design thinkers, but to get design practitioner level, you need to study years. You're not engineer thinking, yeah, I can think like an engineer, but can I build a bridge? And can I take a course? Can I, can I do an engineer sprint in five days and build a bridge? Probably not. That's the same for design sprints or many of these other things. They are all useful stuff if you have somebody who mastered the discipline. And going back to what you're saying, some people work in-house. Yeah, service designers, if we see them as change makers, you can be freelancer professional that work across lines, or you can be an in-house designers working within the department of a hospital and trying to make that improve, not just change, tiny change improvement over time, incremental change. And at that point, you will be the Trojan horse. You will be the person working within. It's a different job in a way that uh, you need to fit more and you cannot just be creative as you wish you're not an external consultant or an external facilitators coming with your magic wand and uh, asking the big what if question you need to have the status to do that internally but he knows freelancing agency work these are all way of creating change as a designer i like how you gave the idea of you know incremental changes and so on because this is so much needed in many organizations where where one wouldn't even think about and think that it's marvelous but i spoke with also designers and design teams where some designers are suffering in large organizations. I think we must say it in a certain way because, uh, because it's a completely different mindset and they're not able to do their job like at their best. 
because it's very difficult to navigate the system. I think that what you're trying to do, like creating this community of practitioners and so on, I think there's lots of motivation that is needed and uh, confidence, but mostly motivation and showcase that, you know, small changes, even if you don't see them sometimes, are very important. And I think our role maybe also is to find those many designers in those large organizations who maybe don't know how to start or they lost hope in a certain way and see mm -hmm. that you know they can do more but it's so difficult i don't know why i'm talking about this i get no, they, they this need <laughs> i think the community the gen community the global service design community the service design dreams these are all opportunities yeah. for these designers sure. to feel understood by a set of other practitioners that do it's it's very very hard to work in house and to be the only designer in a team of non-designer of course, you can bring your facilitation capacity, but can you design stuff, everything on your own? Probably no. That's why you need external agencies at that point. And um, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book which speaks about uh, service design for small and medium enterprises. And of course, I was targeting how do we tune down without reducing the complexity of what we're talking about, because service design can be quite complex. But how can we tune down the jargon and the language in a way that we get understood and we talk the language of our clients? So going back to the pharmacy, going back to the barber shop, going back to the small, you know, small and medium enterprise in Italy, but in Europe and in the world in general, they're like 80% of our economy. It's just they don't have great budget for R&D or for big innovation projects. That's more corporate type stuff. So how do you get them to start small? And that's the idea of the book. The idea of the book is how do you take design service design as an inception mechanism? Hey, you can start doing things on your own. That You may need the help of a professional. Maybe you can do something with design students. Maybe you can connect. So how do you open up and how do you start small? I know how do you do service design straight away? Let's do a full service design project. It required 300,000 euros to start. You know, how do you do something with 15,000 euros? And that for many small and medium enterprise, I'm not talking about startups, but I'm talking about SMEs that never try service design. This would be scary. 15 euros and something we don't even know what it's going to deliver. Yeah, you can adjust. But the idea is to start small. You can see how do you do design for small organizations or how do you do small service design projects within your big organization? Because sometimes you know you are a service design, but you're actually a job title in the organization is not service design, it's something else. So you, you're trying to bring some service design thinking and doing inside your big organization and running to do the big projects going to change the company, trying to do one small thing at a time. That's also the star small approach. So let's turn a meeting into a workshop. That would be an idea. Let's talk to more stakeholders or let's interview the users before taking a decision. Let's run a test. These are all elements of what we, when we talk about design, that's, that's what we really mean. No, absolutely. And uh, thank you for bringing that up because I was keeping the author, you're also an author, <laughs> till somewhere in the conversation. And yeah, actually, that's what your book is about. So it's in Italian. I'm going to be posting. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's in Italian yet. Yeah, it was a bit of an experiment. It was born during the pandemic. It was published. So a bit of an unfortunate time. I may see in the future if publishing something in English. At the moment, we're still collecting feedback and talking to peers to to see how it landed. But this idea of, it's a bit of a suicidal idea of going to the side of Europe and trying to make service design where it's needed or told to small companies. There are many, but they are not really buying design at the moment, but it could be an opportunity. For me, it's the blue ocean I'm looking for. It's not the idea of 
building a massive agency with a lot of employees and do a lot of corporate work is this idea to bring design where it's really needed and a lot of small companies services i use every day i got the printer broken here in my office yesterday and i called the local companies hiring us and leasing and they need a lot of service design it's just we suffer every day as citizens as business owners from many services they're poorly designed uh, that's the design that that we pay off to society. So can we improve small services, daily services, and do the small changes to make our life better? This is the end of this short section of the episode. Watch out for the next release.